0: Welcome to Making Your Impact, a podcast to inspire and equip you to pursue your calling and make your positive impact on the world. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I have a passion for making an impact, and I also have a passion for helping you make yours. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back. To making your impact. I am so very glad to have you here today. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Melissa Ike. I'm a co-founder and the director of communications and development for the Dragonfly Home, a nonprofit in Oklahoma City that serves survivors of human trafficking. I'm also a speaker, writer, and attorney, and you can learn more about me at melissaike.com. That's melissaeich.com. In today's episode, I'm bringing you along on my recent self-care adventure, which I planned out in anticipation of a highly stressful time at Dragonfly, and literally thank God I did because at highly stressful time. Let's just say it really exceeded my expectations. We discuss self-care a lot on this podcast because not only do I firmly believe, but experts also believe that if we're going to sustainably make a difference in this world and do the work that that requires without completely burning out, we have to engage in meaningful self-care. But first, real quick, just a reminder that you can get a shout out on this show, a Twitter thanks. Just visit my Twitter page at MJ Ike and retweet one of my podcast tweets, and I may just give you some Twitter thanks on the show. Just wanted to drop that in there real quick. So there are a lot of different views on self-care. Some people dismiss it as frivolous, and honestly, some people's approach to self-care can seem pretty frivolous. But the concept of self-care originated in what are called the helping professions decades ago. And people who are therapists and social workers, people who make it their full-time job to help people shoulder significant burdens and improve their lives, these are the people that developed self-care. Because that kind of work can come with a really heavy psychological, emotional and physical toll if people who engage in that kind of work don't actively take care of themselves. So now fast forward a few decades later and you see influencers and entertainers engaging in bubble baths and boba tea and writing hashtag self-care. And then there's really nothing wrong with that except that it can make self-care It can really sort of pigeonhole self-care as these kinds of activities. It's good to maybe increase awareness of self-care because everyone can benefit from such a thing. But we need to look at it more holistically. First of all, self-care is not the same thing as self-indulgence. So sure, get a boba tea that you love, but also go to the dentist if you've been putting it off or sign up for your professional certification classes that you've been procrastinating Take a bubble bath, get coffee with friends, but then also do some research about the new career you've been dreaming about or do the laundry that's been piling up. All of those things count as self-care. Self-care is about doing the things we enjoy, but it's also about taking care of the everyday things that contribute to our longer term health in a lot of different areas and clear up some mental bandwidth. When we do return to the more stressful things, I always figure that if you're listening to this show, it's because you want to make a difference in the world in some way. But I've said so many times that making your impact can be messy and it can be draining. I've experienced it myself. The very thing you're most passionate about and that you dedicate some part of your life to, it all requires doing hard and stressful things. Those are things that enable you to keep doing this thing that you're passionate about, but it's not always fun. In the context of Dragonfly and serving victim-survivors of human trafficking, in my position, which is communications and development, something like putting on our annual Crown of Beauty gala might seem glamorous and exciting, but it requires an enormous amount of behind-the-scenes work and a lot of stress. And we also at Dragonfly have to do things like extensive record keeping and making sure that our files are pristine and organized. And that's not fun. It's tedious and time consuming, but it's also really crucial to our work. And if we're not careful, we can let that harder stuff burn us out and steal our passion for making our impact. A little bit of self-care can go a really long way to preventing that and or Bringing us back from that feeling. I could stay on this soapbox for much, much longer. This is a topic that I could continue talking about. But instead of just sharing information, I am bringing you along today on my own recent self care journey. I don't know about you, but I tend to learn a lot from other people and I get inspired by hearing about other people's experiences. So in this episode, I'm sharing the different activities that I participated in and the thoughts I had from my recent self care weekend. So without further ado, let's jump in. For the first part of my self-care day, I am at Will Rogers Park in Oklahoma City. It is honestly one of my favorite places on earth. I mean the whole earth. I think it's so beautiful. There is a part here that makes me think of a park that I lived near, lived across the street from when I lived in France. I lived in a town called Poitiers. I was an English assistant there for a year, and I lived across the street from this park. You should look it up. It's so beautiful. Park, spelled with a C, Blossac, like almost like the word blossom, but B-L-O-S-S-A-C. And it is so beautiful. And there was this one part of the park that was only open for certain hours of the day and it was just perfectly manicured. And I would go and I would sit on a bench there and I would take a book and a coffee and I would go and I would just sit there and read. It was well shaded. And there was like a little bird sanctuary randomly in there and you would see every I remember one time I walked up and I saw a grandmother with three little kids and then right next to them on a park bench was a couple just making out <laughs> just right there all together. And I thought, ah, this is Europe. (laughs) But it was just so beautiful. And just the colors just seemed more vibrant in that part of the park for some reason. And so when I moved to Oklahoma City a few years ago, I came to this park. I happened to see it on someone's Facebook page. And I thought, well, this place is beautiful. And I walked all through it. There's a fountain, which you might be able to hear that. You might be able to hear the fountain or you might be able to hear the interstate, which is like practically within arm's reach of this place. But it provides a nice kind of gentle white noise, I guess. Oh, there goes a butterfly. Now that's self-care. Watching a butterfly just fly all over the place. So there's um, an iris garden. There's a kind of wooded area. And then I, I walked all the way through it. And then I rounded the corner to this part of the park. And it's not even like it looks exactly. It doesn't look like the park blosak. It was more of a feeling. It was like in that moment, as I stood there looking at at this part of the park, I was transported. I'd never been anywhere that had made me feel that exact same way. So that makes this park... Just all the more special to me. I haven't spent a lot of time here. You know, back in the springtime was when all the pandemic was starting. And so I was staying indoors pretty much all the time. Then when summertime came, it's just too hot for me. I'm not into going and spending time outside when it's super hot, but now it's starting to cool down. It's more pleasant. And so I decided I woke up this morning and I thought, you know, I could really use a self-care day today. And my first thought was to come here. Well, I've had my chance to walk all around the park. I went to that area that reminds me of France and it still did. And I have found myself a shady spot to record a little bit more. I will say that for me, self-care is definitely not staying in the sun for very long or staying outside when it gets, starts to get hot. But there's a nice breeze in the shade. It's perfect. If it were a cloudy day, I would could stay here for hours. But walking through this garden today, it's so full of just vibrant fall colors. And so red zinnias and bright gold sunflowers and then flowers that are bright yellow and orange. And then they've got some purple and some fuchsia flowers thrown in, all mixed in and all just like designed so beautifully beautifully. So this has just been a really pleasant. It's good to get some vitamin D. So I'm going to move on to my next self-care activity. Well, I realize what my next self-care activity is going to be. And it is built into the fact that I need to drive to Dragonfly to grab something real quick. It is that I am going to listen to music in my car and I'm going to sing if I want to. Actually, music is not very important self-care activity for me, but I don't tend to listen to music a lot at home. On-the-go activity, either I listen to instrumental music like chill vibes, jazz chill, jazz vibes, those kinds of playlists while I'm working because I can't listen to music with lyrics while I'm working because it distracts me too much. But then a lot of times while I'm Driving and on the go I'm listening to audiobooks or podcasts. I don't always take the time to just listen to music I enjoy so that I can sing along. I mean something that simple is a really important for my self-care. So I'm going to put on a list. I think I'm going to put on an 80s playlist while I drive to Dragonfly and Just let myself enjoy it. It's a big moment. So I have now made an official list of self-care activities. I just listed out some activities for myself, did a little bit of Googling to get some inspiration. And then I, after I came up with this list, I consulted the self-care wheel just to make sure that I was hitting All of the different categories. I just think that's important to try and, you know, be well-rounded in self-care. The better form of self-care is to do something every day. But, of course, I've made this decision specifically going into these next couple of weeks. I'm packing in quite a bit of self-care and the different categories over the next couple of days. This next thing that I am going to do is actually a goal that I've had since last January and that is to go through my own closet in my bedroom. Now so far this year I have reorganized my office closet. I got a shelving unit for another spare room and That became my sort of arts and crafts and gift and decor closet. I also got an additional bookshelf for like $30 at Walmart and actually organized all my books. And I gotta say, I have more books than I thought I did. If somebody had asked me, Do you have a lot of books? I would have said, Oh, I don't know. I have a few. I actually have quite a bit. So that was super helpful. I still keep a stack of probably seven or eight books in my bedroom next to my bed though. I don't know if that's helpful so I'm going to think about that but anyway my bedroom closet I guess I have neglected. I I have organized my clothes in there pretty well but there is an upper shelf with stuff. You know when I moved into this house I didn't really have better storage options and now I do so I want to take advantage of that and also I would say what definitely inspired this is there's a new show on Netflix called The Home Edit. Interesting is last July, I was at the container store with my mom. And from like across the room, I looked over and I saw this big display for the home edit. And I thought, now what's that over there? Because I have these two ladies photos on there and they looked like best friends forever. And I took a photo of it and I thought... These ladies have got to be on social media and they were, they had a big following, but I was new to them, but they've been around for years. They built their company basically by being on social media and then they, you know, over the years get Reese Witherspoon as a client. So pretty cool, actually. So then when Netflix told me, Melissa, you love the Marie Kondo show and so you should watch this. Netflix didn't actually say that to me, but that's what I heard from Netflix in my heart when they showed me about this new home edit show. So I've just watched a couple episodes and I'm learning some new techniques from them. I definitely, if you're into this kind of thing, I definitely recommend it. But they also have a way of making the organization look really aesthetically pleasing. Mine is okay right now, but I definitely plan to over time take more inspiration from them to make things look nicer. You know, I have to operate within what I can do realistically in terms of a budget, but I think that there are some things that I can do. So to me, this activity, I guess I labeled it as both personal and psychological on the self-care wheel. Personally, I just enjoy getting rid of things I don't use, giving them away, organizing things better, making things streamlined and efficient. Like when I realized I was going to spend my Friday afternoon and evening organizing my closet, I was very happy. (laughs) Like probably a lot of people wouldn't think, Oh yes, I'm very excited to organize this closet for my Friday night, but I genuinely was. And to me, that's also a form of psychological self-care because it's hitting a goal that I've wanted to hit for a while. And then when things are neat and in order and I know what I have and I know I'm going to use it and things aren't sitting around, it really promotes mental health for me. So I'm gonna get in there. I'm going to take everything out of my closet, categorize it, and put it all back in, and maybe probably going to start a giveaway pile too. I'm legit excited. Say what you will about spending your Friday night cleaning out a closet, but I loved it. That was So incredibly rewarding. There are a few things that I threw away. I've got a a bag of stuff to donate. And just clearing out those two bags. Freed up plenty of storage space. And man, my closet is so, so simplified and empty now. It feels like, or just it has a lot of free space. I love that kind of thing personally. I have another empty shelf, which I love. Something that Gretchen Rubin also talks about is I think she tells a story of meeting someone once who kept one shelf in her house completely clear. And I've got two of them now. And the sense of accomplishment that brings me is probably unreasonable. And yet... It is so true. And then I found another self-care activity. So I had planned to go through this box of greeting cards and letters that I've received over the years. And I just keep adding to it. And I hadn't been through it in, well, probably ever. And I wasn't sure how far back those would date, but it at least goes back to October 2011 because I have some cards in there congratulating me for passing my first bar exam. So that was fun. Birthday cards, Christmas cards. I have all kinds of cards from Dragonfly, staff members, or people that we've gone and spoken to. And those just contain so many memories for me. There are a few cards that I weeded out. You know, like if I have multiple Christmas cards from the same person, I just selected A couple to hang on to. So I still didn't get rid of too many though. Um, And then that opened up this whole new idea of going through some memory folders. And this is totally an emotional self-care activity. So I went through all of those cards, not super in depth, but enough to really enjoy it. I have a ton of them from my friend, Anna Danforth, whom you have heard on the podcast, My Friend in South Africa, years and years of letters from her, birthday cards from my parents. And then I I had taken out my photo albums and I just spent probably close to an hour going through those. And first of all, I found, I found photos that I definitely want to use in my book. There was this one photo of when I did this big fundraiser in high school for the AIDS Project of Central Iowa. I had this visual of holding like a giant check. Myself and the executive director of that nonprofit, like this photo of us holding this check. And I couldn't, I thought it was in a news article, but I found it today. It's my own photo in my album. I was so happy to find that travel photos, photos of myself as a little kid throughout high school, college. And, you know, I got on Facebook in May 2005 and then that's the year that I went and lived in France. And all of my photos basically from that point on ended up on social media. So I don't really have any photo albums beyond graduating from graduate school because that was in May 2005. So it's, but it's really fun to look through those. And it made me remember stuff I'd done that I hadn't thought about in so long. That was great. That was some let me tell you, that was some top notch A plus five-star emotional self-care just made me happy to go through all of those. And now like I feel like my organization project is pretty much done. I just need to put things away. And let me tell you, I feel so very fulfilled in that. This is is a really tremendous self-care that's going on. So now I got to figure out what my next activity is going to be. I decided for my last self-care activity, which I just completed, I looked at my um, self care wheel, and realized, and this list that I had made, and realized that I should tackle a spiritual self care portion. So, you know, that can look for me personally. That can look like spending some time praying or spending some time. I got a couple different Bible studies going that I've been enjoying. But I decided to do something a little bit different at the beginning of the quarantine, like clear back at the beginning. I'm talking late March you know that was it's a hard time now and it was a different kind of hard time then so after getting off the phone with Whitney from Dragonfly and just talking about all the different things that we needed prayer for I thought you know what I really like is a prayer wall but I really don't have a blank section of wall that is well suited for something like that so I thought Why not some prayer doors? And I had this roll of white craft paper that I've bought years ago for a Dragonfly event that I've been able to use several times, and that stuff lasts forever. So I designated a few different doors in my hallway, and I taped up a good swath of, is it a swath of craft paper? Well, a big section of craft paper, and I didn't necessarily consciously do this but one of them became one of them I ended up designating for prayers for friends and family one was prayers for dragonfly One was prayers for myself and also just kind of general big prayers, societal prayers, I guess. And then one section was just places where I would write like little bits of praise, you know, happy things and praising God for different stuff or like lyrics from songs that ended up being something that I wrote. I just throughout the spring especially and into the summer would write on those prayer doors, just different things. It was actually, I wrote on them more in the springtime because then when summer hit, I started going back to those doors and seeing these different prayers that had been answered. Like we had, we were praying in March that Dragonfly would be taken care of because there was such an economic hit that looked like it was coming and and has happened and businesses and nonprofits have struggled. And we were just praying because just knowing the lives that hang in the balance at Dragonfly of the human trafficking victim survivors who really need what we do at Dragonfly. And I had like specific grants written on there that I prayed we would get. And we did. If you've heard this podcast over the summer, we did a big July fundraiser and we did a race to end human trafficking, a virtual one. And that went well. I started looking for one friend in particular. We had prayed for her husband's job situation. We had prayed for a health issue. We'd prayed for something that she'd been praying for for a while. I can't reveal too much. And all of those things happened. And so then a lot of the marks on my prayer walls were like circling things in bright colors and putting hearts and stars next to them. As they happened, there were some big moments over the last few months for some of these things that I'd prayed. And so I thought it's time for these to come down because it's actually time for a new set Uh, prayer doors and I thought but I don't want to lose this and I didn't want to just take a photo so I set up one of my little folding tables and my rolling office chair in my hallway and using my brightly colored markers I sort of replicated in a smaller form the prayer doors what I had written on them and then I kind of annotated them with more specifics about what had happened and that took me about An hour, hour and a half. And I've never done anything quite like that before. And it was super uplifting, not only spiritual self care, but then you throw in journaling. And I love color. And so I replicated all the different colors and little designs I'd made on the prayer doors in my journal. And now that it's a good record of this weird time we've been living in, but kind of a different way to record it and keep it in posterity, I guess. That was a multi-pronged self-care activity that I really enjoyed. And now, and now, for my self-care piece de resistance, (laughs) I've decided that I'm gonna put together a little spa night for myself. Listen, I've never been to an actual spa, have I? No, I haven't. But I have the tools necessary for such a thing. Also, you know, I've been re-watching Ugly Betty, which has been, can I just say, delightful. I liked that show when it was on television. I haven't revisited it. There were whole seasons that I didn't remember any of the storyline. And it is just such a great, like, girl power show. And I didn't remember that it was so strong in that regard. She is a real role model. And I love America Ferreira. Oh my gosh, everything she does. So I think I shall do a spa night and get lost in the world of ugly Betty. I will report back. Okay. It is now kind of late on a Saturday night. Not late for Saturday night. I have wrapped up my day, and it's several hours later. And wow, I really enjoyed my spa night. Let me tell you, I did it everything, head to toe. Literally, I put in a hair mask, I put on a face mask. I'll tell you my whole setup. I have this nice, bigger table, like a folding table that I could set up in front of my couch. And so I set up all my different tools and different bowls of warm water, I had a little foot bath. So I put in the hair mask and I put on a face mask. And then I did a hand treatment. I tend to get really dry skin on my hands. So I did that i did an actual like semi manicure now listen i wouldn't say that i'm proficient in such a thing but i pushed back my cuticles i filed my nails they look really nice and polished i love it i gave myself a little pedicure i have a little pedicure set i didn't put any nail polish on or anything but i just i just you know got everything nice and neat On my tootsies, and it was just fun. You know, it's not something I do very often at all. And it was just a fun thing to do. And I will say, part of me thought, oh, this is gonna be a mess. And then I thought, no, you know what? I bet this setup, I bet you I can get it done in five minutes. And it took me six minutes. And that's okay. That is something that I will find myself hesitating to do something because I think, oh my gosh, it's gonna take so long to set up and tear down. But it's a matter of minutes. And then it was super relaxing. It felt very kind of indulgent to get lost in the glamorous and silly, but also empowering and inspiring world of Ugly Betty. While doing this little spa night, And I really enjoyed it. And the cleanup was even faster. I think that's something important for us to keep in mind. It's actually sort of similar to delegating. I was having a conversation with someone and they were saying that they struggle with delegating because it seems like it's so much more work than doing the actual thing. And I said, I know it seems like it, but it might take me an hour and a half to pull together a bunch of information, organize it and get it all ready to go for some interns or a staff member to work on. But in the end, it saves so many more hours of time to do that. It's, I don't know, it's analogous. It's similar in my mind. I'd love to hear what you would think about something like that. But it's like sort of like the prep time is worth it for the longer term payoff. So there you go. Way to wrap up a self-care day, weekend, self-care weekend with the very traditional type of self-care. But I, I really enjoyed it. And I feel it's going to be quite the few couple of weeks that are coming up after this. And I am I, I'm glad that I did this. I was able to disengage from work entirely, exercise some other parts of my mind engage my senses, sort through some thoughts, and then also just have fun. And then also come out because of the organization night, feel like I'm coming out a little bit ahead in some areas. And that's a good feeling going into this couple weeks before our gala, which is always just bananas, just bananas (laughs) these next few weeks. And it'll be a different kind of bananas this year with a virtual gala. But hey, that's not what I'm thinking about right now. Right now, I am, I'm just going to ride this nice, relaxed self-care wave and go get a good night's sleep. I'm really happy that I did this. Thank you for coming along on this journey with me. I hope that this inspires you to do something similar for yourself and engage in self-care activities that you will enjoy. I can tell you now, looking back at that self care weekend and having the benefit of hindsight uh, for the couple of weeks that followed it, man, those two days of refreshment were. Just so important to just making it through. I didn't yet know what I was in for when I recorded this. Everything that happened worked out great and better than we could have expected, but those next two weeks were some of the most stressful in my whole life, and I am not exaggerating. I can look back at that and even be amazed, even though I believe in self care and I believe it works, I can look back and be amazed at just how effective it was for me in that moment and preparing me for what I was about to do. Here are some impact highlights that I think could help you on your journey to making your impact. Number one, if we're going to sustainably make a difference in the world without burning out, we have to engage in meaningful self-care. Two, a regular daily or near daily practice of self-care is better than a self-care weekend every once in a while, but anything is better than nothing. Self-care works better when it's done consistently rather than is used like a band-aid to cover something up briefly. Number three, for a well-rounded holistic approach to self-care, find the self-care wheel. You can Google it and you'll find examples of different types of activities in the different areas of life where it's good to spend some time on self-care. Number four, make sure to engage in self-care activities that you enjoy, but also self-care activities that aren't fun in the moment, but they will contribute to your longer-term mental or physical health. And finally, number five, some people might not agree with your decision to engage in self care, but remember that if you're committed to making your impact, it's absolutely necessary and just don't let them get you down. Let's wrap up with your new consistent weekly question of the up. Which of the impact highlights from this week's episode resonates with you the most? Leave your answer to the question of the up on the post for this episode on any of my social media channels by following Melissa Ike, E I C K, on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, at MJ Ike on Twitter. I'll be back next week with more to inspire and equip you to pursue your calling, make a positive difference in the world. Until then, please subscribe to this podcast to get inspired. And remember that the world needs you to make your impact.